In this devotional, I'm going to share with you three thoughts from Psalm 104, verses 24 through 30, where I'll answer the question, how do animals glorify God? Psalm 104, verses 24 through 30 says, O Lord, how manifold are your works! In wisdom have you made them all. The earth is full of your creatures. Here is the sea, great and wide, which teems with creatures innumerable, living things both small and great. There go the ships and Leviathan, which you formed to play in it. These all look to you to give them their food in due season. When you give it to them, they gather it up. When you open your hand, they are filled with good things. When you hide your face, they are dismayed. When you take away their breath, they die and return to their dust. When you send forth your spirit, they are created, and you renew the face of the ground. One idea that gets hinted at in the text of Scripture is the idea that all creation exists to glorify God. Well, how do animals go about doing it? Because they certainly aren't singing songs. Now, I've got a bunch of chickens, and you might argue that the rooster crowing in the morning is him singing praises to God, but I think that they might just be trying to irritate me. No, I think that the glorification that animals give to God is something intrinsic in their nature, that they, by their very being, are demonstrating the beautiful, creative nature of our God and Father. So here are three thoughts from Psalm 104, verses 24 through 30, that answer the question, how do animals glorify God? Thought number one, being created. The first way that animals glorify God is just in their being. The fact that they exist gives glory to God. The fact that I can have chickens in my yard is a demonstration of how great and creative our Creator is. I wouldn't have come up with the idea of having these little T-Rex guys running around my yard with all their feathers eating the bugs that are out there. I never would have thought of anything like that. But the amazing creative nature of our Heavenly Father is such that he can come up with not just the chicken, but every other animal that you've ever seen. And all of these animals, by their very nature, are giving glory to God because he has made them. He has created them. And in doing so, he is glorified. Thought number two, being fed. The animals glorify God by being fed. So when the chicken runs around in my yard and he does pick up a little bug and he chomps it down, this is glorifying to God because it is the Lord who provided the bug for the chicken to eat. And it is the Lord who provided whatever organic matter the bug was eating to eat. And all of these things that happen in all the different things, eating things within the food chain, all of that is giving glory to God. Because God is the one who is providing all of these things for all of these creatures to eat and stay alive. When they're able to eat, they're glorified. When God takes away their food, what are they? They're dismayed. This is what the psalmist says. He says that these animals recognize that their being able to eat, that their survival is given to them by God because he provides all the different things that they are able to eat for nourishment and to develop. Now, I think that we've kind of gone away from that in modern evangelicalism because we don't like to even bother thinking about something as minute and small as the fact that the chicken eats the bug in the yard. We're not even concerned with how that reflects the glory of God, but it does. 
Because the Lord has provided for that chicken, and the Lord has provided for that bug, and the Lord uses those things to provide for us, and all of this is glorifying to him and demonstrating his incredible creative nature, his care for all living things, and his steadfast love for his creation. Thought number three, being returned. That's my nice way of saying dead. When the animals die, they give glory to God. They give glory to God even in their death. Because as the animals die, what do they do? They return to the ground. They return to the ground, they return to dust. And even that is glorifying to God. Because God uses that decomposing creature to feed what? To feed the bug that gets eaten by the chicken later. He uses that to nourish the ground. And as the ground is nourished, it becomes the grasses that get eaten by the bugs, that get eaten by the chicken. You see, all of these different processes that exist in nature, life and death, all of it God utilizes to bring about his own glorification and the continuation of this wondrous creation in which we live. I think Christians would be greatly benefited by considering the beauty of creation how all of these systems seem to work together in a harmonious way. And that beautiful harmony that exists within creation brings glory to God, even by something as small as the chicken that dies and provides food for the bug, that provides food for the chicken, that provides food for us. When we recognize that God is over even these processes, then we see that God is glorified in all of these things that are taking place. These three thoughts come from the assigned reading of Psalms 102 through 104. If you'd like to read through the Bible with me, you can do so by subscribing to this channel, by clicking on the link in the description, or by joining the Facebook group Through the Bible, where we are reading the text of Scripture together.